Isn't it nice to get a blowout win? Boston Celtics go wire to wire. Let's just bask in the glow of a complete game. And I'll tell you the one point in this game where this thing actually could have gotten away from the Celtics. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to the device of you subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure you are subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcast, whatever app that you use. I don't know why I dragged that S out, but I did. You can also watch the show on YouTube. Join that uh, comment section where there's a growing community of Celtics fans. We're almost to 10,000 subscribers. I really would love to get it up to 10,000 subscribers. So subscribe there if you can, please. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play way, way back in the day. Today, I'm coming to you after the Boston Celtics blow the doors off the uh, Brooklyn Nets, 139 to 96. I'm here at the TD Garden. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the actual garden behind me, no green screen, no magic trickery here. You can hear some of the uh, things going on in the background. You can actually see people moving around. Uh, that guy right there on the YouTube page is actually there cleaning uh, up until, uh, you know, for the Friday game. There's nothing in between this game and Friday's game against the Suns. So uh, later on, we'll get into some of the individual performances here, uh, and and I'll get into... Uh, maybe the most impressive part of this game, which was in the second quarter, uh, as impressive as everything else was, there's a point there in the second quarter where I was like, um, what's happening? I'll talk about that in the next segment. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Let's just bask. Let's just spend a few minutes here because it's been a minute since the Celtics have had this kind of game. Uh, the last time they had this kind of blowout it was against the Phoenix Suns, who happened to be the next opponent, uh, and that was a couple months ago. This was an utter domination from start to finish. And what I really loved about the beginning of this game was they started off by attacking. They ran off of every miss. Now, the Nets came in and missed a ton. They came out cold, and the Celtics, they didn't come out. They came out hot. I will say they came out hot, but I don't want to make this a, if you if you miss the game or if you're catching up, maybe you're on the other side. I don't want to make this just a Celtics got hot, Nets were cold, and that was the end of this the, the story for this game. That's not how this went early on. Yes, the Celtics shot 26 of 54 from three, and that's 48%. And that was dropped in garbage time. The Celtics were shooting at one point almost 53% from three. And they took 54 three-pointers, which is more more than two-pointers because they, they took, what, 
38 two-pointers. Is that right? Yeah, 38 two-pointers. But that's not how this game started at all. And, and I don't want that to become the story of the game where people say, oh, they got hot from three. That's it. That's how it goes. Yes, that's what separated this, and that's what turned this into an almost 50-point win. But it started out with the Nets coming out cold and the Celtics running off of every single miss that Detroit – I've done Detroit. That <laughs> they played like Detroit. That Brooklyn uh, missed every single time they missed. They missed 15 shots in the first quarter, all right? Brooklyn missed 15 shots in the first quarter. Boston scored after 11 of those, and two of those misses were the last two possessions of the quarter when the Celtics were already up by 30. So in the meat of the, the first quarter, there were really only two misses within the run of accumulating a 30-point lead, which... Uh, First hit 41-11. Only twice did they miss after a Brooklyn miss. Every other one until the last two possessions was a Celtics score after a Brooklyn miss. They just kept piling them up, piling them up, piling them up. And at one point, the Celtics were six of twelve from three and four, uh, six of twelve from two, and four of four from three. So they took a lot more twos to start this game. This is kind of exactly what we've been talking about. Set things up, drive. It's like set in football, running to set up the pass. Just get to the rim early. This was, I wrote in the, in, in the preview, and you can see it on Boston Sports Journal. In the preview, in my live coverage piece, I said the Celtics can get out there and score 54 to 60 points in the paint in this game. If they just attack, because all Brooklyn had was Nick Claxton, and he just he Claxton needed to play a perfect game for the Nets to have a chance because they had nothing that could be a, even a, a road a roadblock a speed bump for the Celtics in this one. They started Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving, so you had no resistance on the perimeter. So Claxton was always going to have to cover. For those guys. So I was saying, get to the rim. Go, 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 go. And they did that early. The Celtics, you know, for all the three-point shooting, 54 points in the paint. That's exactly what I said pregame. 50 to 60 points in the paint, and there it was. They outscored Brooklyn 54 to 40 in points in the paint. They outscored Brooklyn 30 to 10 in fast break points. That's it's a 15 to 2 in second chance points. That's Robert Williams. That's all Robert Williams. Again, I'll get into more individual stuff later in the third segment. But the Celtics did it the right way. They came out and they played the way they're supposed to play. They came out with a strong mentality and they attacked, attacked, attacked. And aside from a couple of Jalen Brown threes, like Jalen definitely had a couple of pull-ups. But of the four, those were two. And the other two were drive, kick, swing, three-pointer. Those were good ball movement three-pointers. And then once the the Celtics realized, oh, damn, we're hitting our three-pointers, then they really started to pour it on and take a bunch of three-pointers. And, of course, obviously at that point, they were up 30 and up 40. And so, yeah, wh why at that point are you going to drive and kill yourself and risk landing on somebody's foot? Yeah, at that point, I can see it becoming a jump-shooting game. I really don't care. After that, that it became a jump shooting game, 
that that doesn't bother me at all because again, if I'm up 40 and basically playing a team even, then and it, I, I shouldn't even say they played even. If you threw out the first quarter, the Celtics still would have won this game by 17. So that's that's just an outrageous uh, lead. Once you've established, yeah, we're we're gonna keep this 30 point lead. I can see it becoming a jump shooting game, but it started out, and I have to emphasize it, with attacking aggressive basketball, and then it played off from there. They played good defense. They didn't turn the ball over. Brooklyn only had seven turnovers. The Celtics scored 12 points off those seven turnovers, but all of their fast break points were off of Brooklyn misses. And I got to tell you, it just feels good to watch these guys go out there and play a complete game start to finish. They didn't let up. They didn't, well, okay. I shouldn't say they didn't let up. They kind of did, actually. But this is the point for me. They reacted well. That second quarter could have been an unraveling. In fact, let's take a second. We'll talk about that second quarter and a key moment here where the Celtics actually made a choice to say, hey, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're going to blow the doors off this team. We'll talk about that in just a minute. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party. It's America's number one sports book. And I got to tell you, we here at the network are very excited about our new sports betting partner, uh, they are the number one sports book in America. We're the number one podcast network in America. It's a perfect marriage. FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, great, great, because they have a lot of great features that make betting sport on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now, and you can get to bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it lets you, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, which are the prop bets I like. I like to talk about who might score the touchdown. That's more fun than who will win a quarter, which is great, and who will win the game. Sure, I have more fun with the prop bets. FanDuel, the app, it's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use, and best of all, when you win, you want your money instantly, they give it to you instantly join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on that's really important to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL all we do is ask you to please gamble responsibly thanks for making locked on Celtics your first listen every day make locked on game to game it's part of the locked on NBA feed your second listen, you want to get caught up on the entire night, you watch the Celtics game, you want to get caught up on the rest of the games, Locked On Game to Game will give you both sides of the story. It's a great little podcast. It's quick. You get caught up on the night super easy. While you're listening to Locked On NBA, it's right there. Listen to that as well. Celtics win this game by a ton. But the number one thing, if I get poll coaches around the league and say, what's the one thing in-game that you hate the most. And I bet you most of them will say 
getting a big first quarter lead. I can tell you Brad Stevens hates first quarter leads. He would be sweating bullets being up 30 after the first quarter. Why? Because it's so easy to relax. You just sit there and you're like, oh, we got it. We don't even have to try anymore. We're up 30. All you got to do is, you know, even if you lose the rest of the game by 10, you win by 20. That's so easy. But when you get into that mentality, games can get away from you. It's three quarters. You just lose each quarter by eight. You know, that's you're getting close. You're getting down towards the end of the fourth quarter, but single digits, anything can happen there. So you can you can lose the second quarter by 10 or whatever and go into halftime down tw- uh, up 20 and then next thing you know if you go into the fourth quarter only up 10 that's that could be erased with a couple of three pointers that's that is so easy it's so much easier to blow a 30 point lead especially in today's NBA especially with the three pointers especially with the fouls and you got Kyrie Irving over there no matter what you think of Kyrie Irving with the dribbling, with the shot making and all that stuff, regardless of anything else, he's a guy that you could probably look at and say, if you let him get going, he can burn you. He can drop 40 easily. Now, he only had 20, 9 of 18, but he he was only one of seven from three. Missed a ton of three-pointers. So the Celtics, up 30, cruising. In the second quarter, the beginning of the second quarter, were they gave up eight points of that. And you say, all right, well, it's 22 points, still a 22-point lead, but like I just said, that can go in any direction. That can go either way. And what the Celtics did was flip that around after after giving up eight points, and Joe Mazzulla after the game was like, you know, we, we we were down eight in the second quarter. So that's how he's looking at it. He's not even looking at what they were able to to do ahead of time. So we were we were down eight. They turn around and finish the quarter 17 to 5. And that run, as much as the first quarter and going up 46 to 16 is really the turning point of this game, that 17 to 5 run to close the second quarter ended things. That's where the Celtics said, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're not going to give this up. We're not going to do. I saw tweets like crazy. You know this state. This game's going to get close in the fourth quarter. You know this is going to happen. You know that. And frankly, I was sitting here, right there. My seat's right up here. I was sitting here saying, "Let's see what they can do. Let's hope that they can close this out." That second quarter run is really impressive. Really impressive because this is a team that has had a tendency to let go of the rope, so to speak. This is a team that, when they get comfortable, very easily could have just started playing a little soft, playing a little you know, loose with the ball, turning the ball over a ton. And while the beginning of the second quarter wasn't great, so if you want to be technical, it wasn't a 48-minute wire-to-wire drubbing. It it wasn't... um, the most complete game, but in the NBA, this is as complete a game as you're going to see from, from a team. The Celtics were able to limit Jason Tatum to 29 minutes, Jalen Brown, 32, Derek White, 32. Now, Jalen played a little bit more early, and so he sat the whole fourth quarter, and 
So would you have liked him to stay under 30? Sure. But I'm not sweating that at all. Uh, nice, kind of easy game for him. But everybody was able to play less than 32. White and Brown were the only ones who played more than 30. Brogdon, 22. Horford, 25. Rob, 19. Perfect, 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 perfect. Like, that's that's basically what you want from a game like this. But it doesn't happen that way unless that second quarter goes the way it goes. And there were times in the second quarter. I got to shout out Jalen Brown. He had a drive where very easily could have pulled up. This was a great opportunity for these guys to say, hey, we're up 30. Let's start piling up the points. Let me make my all-star case. Let me make my all-NBA case. You know? But he had a great game. Jalen, awesome game. 26 points, 8 of 16 shooting, 7 of 12 from 3, 3 of 5 from the line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists for Jalen. Great game. Tatum, 31 points, 12 of 19 shooting, also 7 of 12 from 3, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Those guys had great games. Very easily, either one of those guys could have said, you know what? This is fun. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for 40. Maybe I can go for 50. Let me see if I can get 50. Shooting 7 of 12 from 3, you could easily see one of these guys saying, you know what? I'm feeling it from 3. Let me just let me just test the limits of how much I'm feeling it from 3. But they didn't. And, and the one play that I'm talking about happened with about um, 18 minutes, or I'm sorry, 8 minutes to go in the second quarter where I just saw Jalen drive. I thought, oh, he's going to rise up. I know he's going to rise up. He took some contact. He dumped it off to Robert Williams, uh, and Rob got uh, a layup. That 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 play to me said, okay, that play made me think that this was going to go well because if, there's, if they were that deep into a 30-point lead and they were – yeah, they, the Nets got hot and the Celtics got cold, and that's how the eight-point swing happened at the beginning. But if they were still making those plays, even though a couple of shots went a certain way, they're still making those plays, then I said, all right, that I like where their heads are at. I like the mentality. And if we can say, you know, maybe some people are saying, maybe you're saying, John, they had three days off. Of course they felt great. Of course they they, they put off this effort. Three days off, any team's going to play like that. I'm actually kind of encouraged by that because they're going to have two, three days off heading into playoffs and and in between playoff series, and they'll have a couple days off on travel days. There's rest to be had in the playoffs. So if, if the main complaint is, well, the Celtics team doesn't really perform in these, you know, every other day, and sometimes they get caught up in the, the slog of, Every other day, blah, 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 like we all do. Like, on, honestly, there's when the stories become the same, the same, the same, and it's every other day, it's hard to sit there and say, well, what do I, what do I talk about now? What do we do now? So, yeah, is it three days off? Is that, is that part of the, you know, what made them play so well? Yeah, maybe. But also, that's kind of what they're going to get in the playoffs. So, I don't mind that the three days off. If three days off gets you this kind of performance, then sign me up because I think the extra rest during the playoffs and if they can maintain this home court 
and travel a little bit less, then that's good news for the Celtics. Can we get into some individual performances? Can we talk about some of the individuals here that had good games? We'll talk about that in just a minute. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, fun, daily fantasy made easy. And I've had people walk up these stairs right here to my left and tell me, hey, John, thank you for telling me about Prize Picks. Why? Because people want to play daily fantasy. They don't want to do it against a bunch of experts and a bunch of people with computers and algorithms and all that stuff. You just want to play some daily fantasy and have some fun. Maybe make a couple of bucks at it. Prize picks, you don't play against other people. You're just playing against the projections. So you pick two to six players. If they score more or less than prize picks projections, boom, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So check it out. Uh, and you don't have to just play NBA. You can play NFL. You can go to the Super Bowl uh, participants and pick some of those. And you can mix and match. You can pick Jason Tatum. You can pick, you know, anybody in, you know, Kelsey or either Kelsey. Uh, you can go into uh, NHL. You can go into other sports, college sports, international sports, esports, disc, golf, cricket, whatever you want. It's all there at Prize Picks. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy. By the time I'm done talking, you can have all your prize picks entries done. They've got safe and fast withdrawals. Very important there. And it's currently operational in 30 states and Canada, over 30 states in Canada. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, prize picks gives you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks gives you 50. But only if you enter the promo code locked on. Don't forget that. Do that at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. A lot of great performances here in a blowout win. Uh, I want to start with Robert Williams. I know that other guys, you had Tatum and Brown combining for 57 points. But let's start with Rob. Can we please? Seven of eight shooting, nine rebounds, five of them offensive. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. Had a little jump hook. He's out there, uh, you know, block, one block shot, but changing others, uh, tip outs, um, you know, moving the ball. Uh, what do you have? Three assists? No, actually no assists for him tonight. But moving the ball, you know, that doesn't always result in an assist. But uh, he played really, really well in 19 minutes. And his offensive rebound, as much as he is a lob threat, which, by the way, Jason Tatum, the play that he made where he blocked a shot, came down, got the ball, and lobbed it to Rob, that was an amazing play. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But Rob there as a lob threat, obviously he's going to be super important to the Celtics there. But even if he doesn't get these lobs, he's swooping in for these offensive rebounds, that is a killer for other teams. And you can, with Rob, commit to offensive rebounding without sacrificing getting back because he's already down there. So he's just using his his guile, his, his ability to read the rebound, get to the right spot, and get the ball, put it back, tip it in, put back dunks, 
you can have a guy like Rob go and crash and, and get you some extra possessions and get you uh, 16 points. Not that the 16 points mattered terribly in a almost 50-point win, but in piling up the, the, the points early, he was huge in that. He, of all those two points, he had three of those six two-pointers in that first quarter. He was there getting the putbacks. Uh, he was part of that second quarter run where the Celtics were able to get rebuild that 30-point lead. He is incredibly important, and we're seeing him still kind of figuring himself out. You, you know, Malcolm Brogdon said after the game that you know he's a guy he's still in a minutes restriction, and he is. A, I think they're still kind of messing with his minutes, and I don't think you know Rob is entirely 100%. There's still some soreness to get through. Uh, it's not, it, it's still all part of the process. And I think it's all going, you know, slowly. They're taking their time with it. Uh, the, the ankle was just, Hey, you step on somebody's foot sometimes. Uh, but that also helped them get an extra day of rest for the knee. And that's just going to be part of the process with him. But when he's out there, he's really important. I thought early on in this game, he was incredibly important. Derek White was incredibly important, too, in driving and attacking. One of my favorite plays of this game <laughs> was uh, it was early in the, I, forget, I think it was first quarter. He gets a rebound or an outlet pass, forget which, and dribbles seriously down the middle of the floor, straight down the middle of the floor. And Kyrie is pointing, and somebody else is pointing. There's two guys pointing. At Derek White, as he's running down the floor, neither guy takes him, and he goes in for the dunk. Untouched, uncontested. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the defense they're going to be playing tonight? Okay, that's fine. I think the Celtics are going to be fine if that's how this goes. But I think Derek White did a great job uh, attacking and, and getting to the rim. Two of six from, from three, but six of 11 overall. Uh, a season-high 10 rebounds and five assists starting from Marcus Smart. So a good job from Derek White in that starting role. 14, 10, and 5. That's that's a nice night for him. But again, the aggression, the getting to the rim and then spraying out of that. Brogdon kind of did the same thing, got to the rim relentlessly when he was, he was in the game. Uh, Horford, just a nice performance from Horford. Uh, not much from Grant Williams. In fact, for a while there, he was a negative. So uh, Grant Williams only played 17 minutes. Didn't do much. Uh, put a pin on that. I want to see more from Grant Williams. I, I'm, I'm very curious as to what what his next few games are going to be like. I don't know what's, what's on his mind. I don't know if the trade deadline is on his mind or if this is just kind of like a little bit of a tiny funk that he's in. But he could have been better in this. Luke Cornett had a nice little stretch. Pritchard came in and played okay. Sam Hauser uh, got garbage time, went two of six from three. Would have liked to have seen him hit at least one or two more of those, but get a couple, get some look, get 12 minutes of run. That's nice. Uh, but let's finish this on Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know, Tatum, Tatum was – these two guys actually did basically everything that they wanted. Tatum, 12 of 19. Jalen, 8 of 16. Uh, just <laughs> – it's funny that 8 of 16 shooting – is the lesser of the two. Uh, both of them shot 7 of 12, so 14 of 24 from three. They got hot. Uh, Tatum, 
once those shots start to fall early, you know, Jalen with his pull-up three-pointers and and Tatum kind of like sidestepping, if those things are starting to fall, then you feel good about the Celtics' chances. Uh, and the Celtics just don't lose when these guys score, what is, what is it, 57 points combined. They combine to, to put up 50 or more. Uh, the, the Celtics just don't lose. 14 combined, I'm, I'm sorry, is it 13, 12 combined rebounds for the two of them. Four assists for Tatum, three assists for Brown. So they did a lot of good things. Uh, again, Jalen with that that nice play, under control. Nice under control game for Jalen, who, like I said, was feeling it from three, had a couple of early three-pointers where uh, you felt like he was going to have a big night. And getting them to play 32 minutes or less is huge because you've got a back-to-back coming up next week. You've got you know the Milwaukee you know, home road home back-to-back with Detroit heading into the All-Star break. There are some important games here. There's a game coming up uh, against Philly that's going to be important. Uh, getting these guys the rest that they need is important. Now, just as an aside on the minutes, Jason Tatum was talk, talking about his minutes, and he's not concerned about the cumulative effect, even though we talked about that in yesterday's podcast. He's not concerned about the cumulative effect. Uh, Joe Missoula is not concerned about the cumulative effect. However, games like this are nice. They're important to get these every once in a while. I don't care how much Jason Tatum takes care of himself. A game like this where you can start from the beginning, blow the doors off of a team, and get them rested in the fourth quarter is still important. I appreciate that he's taking care of his body. I appreciate that Tatum and Nick Sang are are just on this great plan that he's changed his diet and all of that stuff. I appreciate these guys are doing all of this work to keep themselves healthy. This is still important. So this game was an important game, and this is an important win just because they were able to come off of three days off and actually get these guys to play uh, not too many minutes. And and frankly, the minutes that they did play weren't the hardest minutes in the world, so just a nice performance all around. I'll be back tomorrow. With a podcast, I'll be back after the Phoenix game with a podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. This is normally five days a week, but when they play on the weekends, you get bonus podcasts, bonus content. I'm here for you to make your Celtics experience better so you can have fun watching the Celtics and we can talk through things when they lose because, hey, I know that when they lose, you want to say, oh, I'm not listening to anything. But trust me, we're going to have good conversations when they lose as well so you can feel better about what what you saw and maybe get some explanations about what you saw. So I'm here for you, whether they win or they lose. So subscribe. You can watch the show on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe there. I'm trying to get to 10,000 pretty quickly here. If we can do that, that'd be real great help for me. I do appreciate that. So share the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.